are we today? Nah. I think I can expect a little bit more. Come on, a bit more. There we go. There we go. Thank you, Gabe. All right, uh, we're, we're going to start out by opening our hearts in prayer. Dear God, just thank you for this wonderful time that you have uh, given to us that uh, the youth can come together and be able to serve you in, uh, in all that they do. And just, Lord, let just this night reflect you and uh, uh, let open these people's hearts as they uh, learn to, uh, say are about to hear more about you. Amen. All right, if you have your Bibles, please open to Hebrews chapter 6, 13 through 20. Let me studying that. I don't have a slideshow, but we can manage. All right, let's go ahead and... Uh, Let's go ahead and dive right in. For when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no one greater by whom to swear, he swore by himself, saying, Surely I'll bless you and multiply you. So let's just take a look at that there. So what God did there is that uh, he's on top. There's no one um, higher than him. So what he did is that uh, he had to swear to himself because he'll make a, make a promise to himself because he, there's no one higher than him. Uh, and then not only that, he even goes and um, makes a com, uh, makes this promise: "Surely I will bless you and multiply you." And he even, um, if you study Genesis 12 a bit more, you'll learn the fact that uh, you know, God also gave an, uh, Abraham another promise. He said that I will uh, make out of your family will become a uh, will come a savior. And he will bless the entire world through uh, those through uh, your family. Quite a huge promise. So let's keep reading. And thus Abraham, having patiently waited, obtained the promise. For people swear by something greater than themselves. And in all their disputes, an oath is final for confirmation. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise, the unchangeable character of his promise, he guaranteed it with an oath. Like, uh, what God did here is the fact uh, that if something, when we want something to be accomplished, we uh, or something great to happen, we make a promise to the person. Especially if the person may ask you to keep maybe uh, a secret or something like that. Like it, it's uh, make a promise for the better. And what uh, God did here with this is that uh, to show how He wanted something great to happen, He made an oath. And when he made that oath, he made, a, he made a huge promise. Just the fact of, I'll give you a huge nation, and uh, name it after you, and then I'll give you, a, uh, the entire world will be blessed through you. That's quite a huge promise right there. But what God did is that he used this promise to be able to change uh, the, li- uh, the lives of it. Uh, so that by two unchangeable things uh, in which it is impossible for God to lie, we, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anger of the soul, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain. But Jesus has gone as a forerunner on our behalf, having become a high priest forever after the order of Mitchell's deck. God used this. God's character is unchanging. He's saying yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He will not change. The fact that he came through with this promise shows just how strong he is. Uh, how, how strong he is when he uh, made this promise. As it said in the last few uh, verses, Jesus came, 
He died uh, as a sac- uh, sacrifice for the entire world, which God fully and finally accepted, and used that so that we can now have a relationship with Him again. He used uh, that was the part of the thing of how He used this to be able to bless the entire world, and He came through with it on that. I mean, in fact, if we look throughout the uh, uh, history of Israel, the pattern is repeated. Uh, it starts out with, you know, God giving Abraham a pro- this huge promise. It was, it was a very uh, large promise that was, was just awesome. And then, uh, and that, but then it started to get a little bit dark for Israel. I mean, uh, Joseph led the people into Egypt, but then the uh, but then the Israelites were made uh, made put into slavery in Egypt. And what did God do? He promised that he would send someone to get, uh, get, uh, bring him out of uh, Egypt. Who did he send? Moses. He sent Moses at, uh, to deliver the people out of Egypt. And it, uh, he continues throughout this. And then uh, as we continue on, uh, many uh, Israel got into this constant cycle of uh, they would fall away from God and what he uh, wanted for them. But then judges and prophets came, and uh, they tried to tell Israel, like, you know, come back to God, like, otherwise some uh, real consequences would uh, happen. But, of course, the people, stubborn people of Israel did not listen. And what it, uh, what it ended up happening is that God uh, ended up, um, they would end up being scattered throughout the land, and they didn't really... Uh, they were all scattered throughout. Babylon took over, came in and took over. They destroyed the city of Jerusalem. It didn't uh, look too hot for the uh, Israeli people or whatever. But uh, prophets continued to go throughout these uh, uh, la- uh, lands to the scattered people and tell them that the Messiah was still coming. There was still going to be a Savior. And what did uh, and God uh, for four hundred years he was silent. And like this is just kind of a buzzkill right here. But then you know. God came through with his promise, even after 400 years of silence, no miracles. He came, he gave himself, he died on a Roman cross, uh, died for, uh, the full and final payment for all of our sins. And, uh, and not only that, but all the prophecies and promises made in the Old Testament, Jesus fulfilled every single one of them. Every single one of them God has uh, uh, filled. And the uh, blessing that God has given to us, is his free gift of love. And it's the fact that anyone, anyone who wishes to accept it can just come uh, come to the altar and just say, you know what, God, I give it all. You are uh, everything. And that's, I trust in the fact that you did that. Like, you actually died for my sins. And that's, that's, that's just a huge gift right there. And uh, then going on, uh, as we can, uh, nation of Israel and the circumstances, what God reveals Himself through every single one of them. He used, uh, he, uh, he, no matter like what the uh, type of uh, circumstances, whether it's big or small. If it's small, usually you know that you know they all point to God and the fact uh, they um, small ones can be simply as you know food, food or housing. God has provided you with that, and He has not. Uh, he has promised you that, and he has not taken that away. That can be another. Big moments could be, you know, much more, much bigger. They can be, you know, a death in the family, an illness or something. If you look where he hasn't uh, failed you, it can actually quite surprise you in where, uh, where he is working. And, uh, in fact, 
just a few years ago, uh, my uh, grandma happened to go into, uh, she had a bit of a heart scare happen. Uh, she uh, had to go into the ER. I, had, I think she had a few surgeries happen. It wasn't, you know, it was, I'm sitting there like, you know, God, why are you know, doing this? Like, you're taking my grandma, who I love so much, away. Like, what are you doing? And what God ended up doing is that not only did he release uh, my uh, grandma, you know, safe from harm and all that, but and she's, you know, now living her life, you know, as she wished to and, you know, not in a hospital bed. But just so happens, God also goes above and beyond what, uh, with, what, uh, with circumstances. What he ended up doing is I got a, a, a month, um, month earlier, I ended up getting a text from my grandpa saying that uh, the... Um, that when she goes in for yearly checks, that she doesn't have to go through it for another year. Like, God, God is working. He uses these to show how amazing he is in that. And uh, in, the end, in the end, though, the main thing we need to do for trusting the Lord is just the fact that uh, we need, just need to uh, come and surrender to the, uh, the fact of that he came. I mean, he um, not only did he uh, was he is who he says he was. He fulfilled every single prophecy. He uh, f- uh, he even um, made Jesus himself made individual uh, prophecies himself. Like he predicted three times he was going to die, and uh, what um, you know he ended up coming through like that. Every single promise Jesus made is uh, uh, he is fulfilled, and as. Um, we are called as children, uh, children of God, to be able to model our life around Him. We need to surrender uh, to the fact that it's not what we can do; it's the fact that God did everything. We need to be able to. Uh, we need to. Uh, we need to be able to. Uh, it's, it models His life as well. Not only are we to do what uh, the practices that He taught and what He did is the fact that um, we also, it's a model of his death and resurrection. When we, uh, when we decide to commit our lives to Christ, we're putting away that old self, saying, you know, I don't want to go back to that old self of that which I was dead and I wasn't doing anything. And then we have this new uh, part come in where, uh, where God is just, uh, just offering forgiveness in the fact that we can, we can have new life with him. And oh, the only thing he has is, to live our lives according to what he wishes. And uh, it just, just the gospel story is just so powerful in that way, and the fact that uh, in the end, it's God who did everything. He did every single little thing that uh, it's not, nothing we can do. We, uh, we can't do anything. We, we're broken enough as it is. We, we're just, we're sitting here rolling around and, uh, rolling around in our sin and death, but what it, uh, but uh, in the end, what we can proudly c- proclaim is the fact that all I have is Christ, and that's all I need. I don't need. In fact, I don't even need a body. All I need is Him. And uh, in the end, we just need to, you know, surrender, because you know nothing we can do on ourselves. And uh, you might. But, and the fact that anyone can have this free gift, anyone at all can have this. Uh, I mean, look at this. The most famous verse ever quoted in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, and whoever, belie- whoever believes in him 
shall not perish but have eternal life. Just what a, what a blessing we have here and the fact that God is working uh, so well in that. And uh, now one thing you might be thinking, though, is the fact of, you know, how what happens when it uh, goes wrong. How can we do trust with that? And that's exactly what Stephen Wynn will be talking about. Check, check. Okay. Hey, guys. Um, okay, so give it up for Colin one more time. He did a great job. And I'm going to pray for us one more time before I uh, begin talking. Lord, I thank you today. Thank you that we can be here gathered as a um, body of believers and that we can be here to glorify you. And um, just please uh, speak through me tonight that um, let me be your voice and not my own. And um, just please help open the hearts to people who need to hear tonight that um, you are the Lord, that um, you will do that. We pray this in your name. Amen. Okay. Hey, guys. So uh, to continue on Colin's talk, I'm going to be continuing on um, trusting God. Um, so uh, I'm going to be opening with um, a verse, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Um, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your hearts, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your or make straight your paths. So I'm going to do this a uh, little bit line by line. Um, I'm actually going to take the first two sections first. Uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. So um, this, um, an example of this is, um, so in eighth grade, I was all about sports. Um, my life was basically revolved around sports. I played um, basketball, track, I played soccer the year before. Um, I just did many sports, um, and through it, like, I was honestly leaning mostly on my own strength. I was like, okay, I know what I have to do. I know the plays. I'm strong enough. Um, uh, this is what I'm going to do in high school. I'm going to go play for the high school basketball team, continue my brother's legacy, so on and so forth of um, just doing that. But all of a sudden, I um, had many, many injuries happen to me. I had displaced ribs. I've had um, knees injured. I've had concussions. It just goes on and on. And um, and then that just honestly, and then uh, the major thing that hit was my appendix uh, got removed. And that um, put me, um, it was in the middle of a Doxazo camp. Uh, Lauren was there. He actually got um, Ryan for me. Um, so uh, what happened was my appendix got inflamed. And uh, if I waited probably another day, it may have burst, and then it would have been a huge issue. But um, And so that took away a lot of stuff. And then on that, I had a um, pain syndrome that started from that. And so uh, I had to trust God in that whole thing. I was um, honestly broken down. I didn't know what to do because my life was revolved around sports, doxazo, and things like that. And... Um, I just had to go to him and trust him in what he was doing. I didn't know what to do next steps. I didn't know if I should go for the tracks team. I should go for this or that. But um, after that surgery, I had to go to rehab and so on and so forth. But in that, um, I had to acknowledge him in all my ways. Um, I just had to get on my knees and be like, Lord, what's going on? What is going on? I don't know what to do. 
I don't know where I'm going. I don't know um, who's going to be around me in the next year. I don't know if people are going to sect me because um, I can't play sports as well as I could. I'm not a star basketball player. I'm not this. I'm not that. And um, in that, he took me at my at my lowest, and he was um, guiding me more towards um, ministry and um, people. And um, in that, I got a deeper relationship with him. I did Doxazo the next summer. I um, I just had to lean on him and trust him, and that that was where I was supposed to be. Um, that's going to look different for everyone. And um, and in Doxazo, I've had to trust him with kids, um, with uh, the trouble kids, the good kids, that um, just loving on them, and um, that's where I was called to be. I know um, different people um, have different paths, like some meant to play high school sports and share Christ there. Some are meant to do other things, but and others just are starting their journey. And in all that, you have to trust God, and he will make a path for you. Um, and so uh, to continue with um, Colin with John 3.16, uh, with uh, whoever believes in him, that um, tonight uh, we're going to be doing communion here in a little bit, that... Um, that uh, if anyone is not saved and wish to become a Christian, that they um, just accept God in their heart, just ask for forgiveness, that Jesus is all we need. He will um, be there to comfort us, that um, that he is just amazing, um, that uh, he will change your life, and um, you will not ever regret anything that happens Um, So I would recommend going to small group leaders and whatnot because here in a little bit we're going to do communion, which is a um, ceremony that we perform to remember the death of Christ, that he died on the cross for us for all our sins, covered everything that we did, but what we have to do is believe in him. And um, so uh, I'm going to pray for us again, and then we're... um, I don't know what we're doing for communion in a second, but um, Lord, thank you for this day again. Thank you that um, Colin could speak and that um, and that I could speak and that we could speak through them and um, that in this, that uh, you are glorified in all of this. Um, and please help uh, the rest of this evening that we glorify you and just continuously um, just talk about what we can trust in you and what uh, we have trusted, and um, I pray that um, just that communion goes well, that people who uh, accept you will do it, um, and in your name, amen.